Hey. All right, everyone, here we go. We're here for another week of the Daddy Issues podcast. We're doing it. I'm in my room. Got the mic on. It's very dusty in here. I'm collecting a lot of dust. Um, one little just burped. When I lived at home, my mum would always be, oh, you've got so much dust, you're so dusty, you're so dusty. And I'd be like, mum, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? I'm dusty. You can't, like, be a dusty person. But then ever since I've moved in, I moved into my own, live by myself, I, I collect a lot of dust, like a dust fairy. It's really fucking annoying. Got a dust and hoover every few days. Feel like a cleaner. Just for myself, though. I thought hiring a cleaner, but um, it would cost far too much money. I don't really have any money, so it wouldn't really make any um make any sense, you know. But we're here. We're doing another week of the Daddy Issues podcast. Welcome or welcome back if you're a returning listener. Uh, the Spotify Wrap Week is this week, so hopefully all of you have got your Spotify Wrapped, got us on it. Probably not, but maybe. And I've got a few things I want to talk about this week before we get into the full episode with uh, with the big man, um, which is going to be a good one, actually. So the first one is, um, if you follow me on Instagram, hopefully, you know, you do. If you listen to this podcast, you'll be saying I've been doing a lot of jokes recently about people thinking I'm autistic and people constantly say I'm autistic. It's a constant occurrence in my life and they always say it, right? But I think the biggest autistic trait I have is I'm very honest. Like it's the point where I don't really care telling someone I don't know something very personal about me, which is which is to me is normal because a lot of people, for example, like you'll, you'll ask someone, you go to them, oh, so what do you? They'll t- they'll tell you what they do for a living, and you're like, oh, do you, do, what kind of money does that? Do you earn much money? And they'll be like, oh, it's a bit, that's a bit personal, isn't it? What do you mean? Why is that personal? That's not personal at all. I'm not saying like. How many times have you fucked your husband this week or your wife? I'm saying it that I'm saying I'm just asking you how much money you earn in your shitty job. Why is that? Why is it an issue for me to ask you that? It's not like I'm gonna break into your house and steal stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong, if I was gonna break into your house and steal stuff, you're probably better off telling me what you earn because it's probably not enough money to justify the amount of time I'd go to prison for that, because I'm not gonna Look at me, I'm not going to, I couldn't rob, I couldn't commit a major crime and get away with it, could I? So that's my biggest trait, being direct, being honest. And I don't think, the thing is, I don't think that's a bad thing. And a lot of you might be listening to this thinking, that's not a bad thing. Why are you even saying that's a bad thing? And the reason I'm saying it's a bad thing is because a lot of other people say it's a bad thing. Because I guess, I guess it's like, um, sometimes it can just be too much, can't it? Like dating was a big one where it would, where it would happen. Like I'd, I'd go on a date with a girl and I'd be like, oh, so do you want to, you know, do you want to see me again? Um, basically just ask if I want to go on a second date. And the thing is, that was a pointless question because no matter what they're thinking, the answer will always be yes. And that's not me saying fuck, like saying I'm bragging and saying I went out loads of dates because a lot of the times they'd say yes and I'd never see them again. But they just say yes to avoid the awkwardness of saying no. Like I'd much rather... They just went, no, sorry, mate, I don't want to see you again. I'd rather you, uh, I think it'd be better if you just uh, killed yourself, actually. I mean, that would be hurtful. Don't get me wrong, it would be very upsetting. But I'd much rather they said that, because then I know what I've got to do. I know I've got to go home, get in the bath, and stick a toaster in it. But if they, because if they say, yeah, then I'm thinking they mean yes. And that means what I'm going to do 
I'm going to go home, I'm going to think about them, and I'm going to plan this whole scenario of how we can spend our lives together in my head. And then a few hours later, I'm going to text her, Arna. I'm going to text her. I'm going to say, had a great time tonight. Um, look forward to seeing you again soon. Great. And then I'm going to expect her to reply. But there's not going to about be one coming, is there? There's not going to be a reply. So I'd much rather I got home and I knew they didn't like me and then I could focus on other stuff. But instead, I've got to go home and I'm focusing on this fucking thing the whole night. Because I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Why would she say she wants to see me again and then not see me again? What the fuck? And it's not just um, women either. It's like employers too, mainly comedy clubs. Because sometimes a comedy club will say they really like you. And they'll be like, I'll send your availability through. And then they just won't give you any more gigs. And it's like, what the fuck? Why didn't you just say, no, mate? That wasn't really good enough. Because to be honest, when I actually, if I have a like a bad gig or something, or something didn't go, um, something doesn't go my way, I'd much like a, like a bad gig. Yeah, about if it if a bad gig, and I said, "Oh, can I have your honest feedback?" I'd much rather the person goes honestly, mate. To be fair, I thought it was shit. I actually appreciate that more because then you at least know that they're giving you an honest answer and you know where you stand. If someone says, I think that was shit, come back in a year, I'm like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Great. Appreciate it. But I mean, that's not, obviously not what I'm trying to go for. I'm trying to go for that was great. But people will say that was great no matter what they actually thought. But if it wasn't great, you know, deep down, it wasn't great. But I am better at dealing with this stuff now than I used to be. Like, with women, I used to, I used to be off-white. Like, I remember I, um, when I... <laughs> I went out with this girl once and she didn't respond to me, right? Uh, over like for three, we were seeing each other and then she just stopped responding. And then over the course of three days, I sent this girl 27 text messages. 27 text messages. That's too many texts. That's like, that's like 25 too many text messages. I'd say you can have three unread messages. That's it. That's the cap, isn't it? That's the rule. More any more than three. It's just too many. But the thing is, I didn't really know I was doing it. In my head, I was just like, oh, well, she replied to me. Surely she's not seeing these text messages. Surely they're just they're just not coming up on her phone, or she's like just seeing them and then go I'll reply to that. So so that's what was going through my head at the time. And then the worst thing about that is um because after like a few days, I was like, fuck, I've sent this girl 27 text messages. She's going to think, think I'm a complete freak, right? So at the end of it, I text her and I was like, oh, fuck, sorry. I didn't realize how many messages I'd sent. And then I said my, uh, to get out of it, I said my phone was stolen, which is a mental thing to say. As if someone would steal my phone, send this girl 27 text messages being a needy fuck, and then just give it back. <laughs> She also panicked. She was like, oh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> Weird. Um, All right, guys, that's all for this little solo episode. We're going to get onto the full episode now. See you later. So I want to talk, talk, we're going to start talking about how your attitude towards um, giving your kids drugs. Yeah. And and because you've given me drugs before, uh, and then you're, you're, when I asked, when when you had to justify it, 
you said that all parents should give their kids drugs because that's what they should really be teaching their kids in life. Well, I, I'm going to digress slightly because I think I think because obviously my upbringing because you you know you know your grandmother and to some extent you knew your granddad, okay, mm. and you know my my mother has never drunk a drug. Well, she's she's maybe had the occasional Baileys, but she doesn't drink, okay, and and my dad was a lay reader, which is kind of like an unordained um, vicar, but he obviously had a day job too. So that was his, his passion. Okay. And I think they just had a complete misunderstanding of, of teenagers. Okay. And substances, whether it be alcohol, cigarettes or drugs. Okay. So it was, they, I think they always had this sort of extreme reaction to anything. Oh, that's terrible. That's awful. Shouldn't do that. Okay. Uh, and the problem with that is you're kind of not getting, you're not getting balanced advice because it, it's, I always, I always thought to myself, it's, I see these slogans about drugs are bad and, and, and you think, well, uh, it, it, it's, they're obviously pretty good. Otherwise people wouldn't do them, would they? You know, so that, that's a ridiculous thing to say. What they no, should they, no say. but they're saying drugs are bad. They, they should, Boy, well, no, but they should say, they, yeah, but they should say drugs are great, but you know, it, it's probably a bad idea to get addicted. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> it's true, you know. As soon as you say this broad brush statement, drugs are bad, a bloody stupid thing to say. Okay, it's like saying fast driving is bad. Well, it feels really good when you're doing it, but so you, you know, when you get the so ticket. you still stand by this method of, of parenting? Well, I think, I think, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily give a broad brush endorsement to everyone should do this or, or start being a poster boy for, you know, the drug industry that that, that every parent should, okay, uh, collectively go out there and 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 go go clubbing with their kids and and, and go and see some dodgy dealer and get them a gram of cocaine, okay, yeah. and then do it in the toilets with them. That's probably not that's probably not what I was saying. I think what I was saying is is it's to me it's inevitability at some point that that kids okay when I say kids we're talking we're not talking kids here, we're not talking like 10 year old okay but obviously teenagers young adults okay are probably going to try these things mm. so to me it was far better okay that they tried it okay in a controlled environment to some extent okay rather I don't than... think the environment with you and Mike was a controlled environment to be honest well we knew we but we knew the substances were quite good because obviously I tried them first so it's yeah not that, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have given you anything that I didn't try myself like I specifically, so obviously... I specifically remember Mike the first time I did it with you Mike doing a load of coke and then driving us to this party and you on the way handed him a can of beer whilst he was driving. He was thirsty. That's, that's the thing. The thing, the thing with he drugs is they, de so much coke. they de dehydrate you. So I was, I was just making sure that he obviously had sufficient, sufficient, uh, what's it called? Uh, when you hydrate inside of. Yeah. So you've always got, you've always got a way out, don't you? Every time. <laughs> yes. He was but to me, to me, to some extent, it's a slapstick, isn't it? It's like it's like I'm obviously not serious. Okay, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's my deadpan justification of of right. Just I just say what comes into my head. But I do think I think parents, whether it's whether it's a glass of wine, okay, you know, or or in terms of, I mean, you and I've done some quite strange things together, mm. okay, in terms <laughs> of the places we've been, okay, and the experiences we've had. Okay, and to some extent, the sort of, I mean, edginess. We were in the Ukraine once, funnily enough, in Kiev. Okay, 
and God knows how, but I think we'd lost you. You'd, you'd yeah, lost your that. phone or something. Yeah, and you were locked out of the bloody apartment, okay, in the freezing cold. It was like minus 10 there. Okay, cold, yeah. in 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 quite a, I think, the, I think it's, I think the, the uh, uh, your mother would probably agree with this. I think the thing with me is I don't have a great sense of consequence. Okay, so most people they'd sort of have this this right no that's a bad idea or they sort of forward think I think ah that'll be fine. Okay, to some extent you do too. Okay, which is a fantastic ability to have. But I think I think come edgy situations or potentially edgy or dangerous situations, it doesn't always do that well but on saying that okay apart from one or two instances okay you know i'm here now okay so are you and uh we've done okay <laughs> i can't remember what happened that night i remember i lost my, my the, the atm kept my bank card I remember that yeah. was the first problem and my phone had died but i can't <laughs> remember how i got lost i don't know how you got lost i don't even know how you got back i just think I walked because I wouldn't have got a taxi so much just walked back I guess but how did you even how did you actually even make make contact with us anyway so oh no so I waited outside the apartment you're right yeah that's fine yeah so I waited outside the apartment and then I and then you got there in a taxi that's what happened yeah and then then, and I remember you, you got there in a taxi with with Mike the guy that we were with and then and then you you said you'd like been for a burger and had a fight with the burger man or something like that well i just i don't know a fight with the burger man i think we just i think i've lost i've left my phone in the restaurant okay yeah. and then you, you know what i'm like okay then then at some point in the night if i drink too much i get a bit feisty okay i believe i'm absolutely right with everything and then i'd accuse some bloke outside of stealing my phone okay oh, did you <laughs> yeah 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 uh, this is this is said to Ukraine. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's fairly well known for its its sort of you know edginess. Okay, this was I mean, before. Part, this was before. Way before. Way before the conflict. Well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know Eastern European um, capitals are you know they're full of they're full of quite they, they I mean Eastern European men are are no nonsense men. So they are you know they're they're not known for their their, their tolerance or mm. okay etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But but he was he and then someone comes out and brings the phone out to me because i've left it in there which is kind of incredible that no one stole it so yeah it's incredible but that taxi driver we got him to drive us to the airport the next day and he keeps texting me asking for money <laughs> does he <laughs> because obviously he, he lives in ukraine obviously that he's not you know it's hard times but he keeps saying i oh, can I have some money just to buy some food or something you need some cash he needs some money uh, <laughs> i thought maybe we didn't pay the fare or something so no, no, it's we not, paid it's not... the fare i think okay, it's, not, it's not go back to there than the fare as well actually yeah he needs some money anyway so, okay. so, so, so my next other question is so you're, you're 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 to some degree a parent now kind of like a step parent in a way yeah to your girlfriend's kid so he's yeah. gonna be you know 12 soon so you're going to be implementing the same practice of him? No, I don't. I don't. Of course not, because it's it's it's. I think also when you when to something when you co-parent, okay, with someone else, okay, there's obviously another father, okay, and and obviously grandparents and so on and so forth. So 
it's it's whether i mean it's probably not great but it's your own child you, you you it's your own child so the responsibility firmly sits with you and it's not i mean apart from obviously your mother okay but in the main okay i think that it's it's again you can it's very easy to sort of focus on the on the fairly extreme situations we had but you know you're 24 now okay and 23 24. Oh, excuse me. Okay. It's <laughs> not great, is it? Okay. 23. Okay. And you obviously and... did that on purpose for comedic effect. Of course. Yeah. But the for, but for the majority of your life, you were obviously kept safe and safe and secure. Okay. And and um I I, I think that I think that there's there's a real balance. So for example, funnily enough, talking Thomas. I was in Tesco's with Thomas. There's an upstairs. I got a cafe. Thomas is the, is, is and, the kid. Thomas is the kid. Yeah, and he likes he likes football cards. Okay, now to me, okay, I, he said, "Can I get some football cards?" I said, "Yeah, okay." And uh, I said, "Go downstairs and here's a five or something. Go downstairs and get some." Do you know where I am? Okay, because mm -hmm. to me, I think you've got to, you know. I said, if you get lost, go and see a security guard or go and see go and see a member of staff. Okay, mm -hmm. and and you know. But to me, that there has to be a level of independence that I think you've got to give a child, okay, um, and that has to be sort of calibrated within a safe area. I mean, again, digressing, I used to go to a store called Bentles in Kingston with my mum, big department store, and I can't have been more than six or seven, and I would always say to her, can I go to the toy department? And she'd say, yeah, yeah, no problem. So I'd, I'd go up the escalators to the toy department, and I'd, and I'd lose her. And then I'd find a member of staff and I'd say, can you, can you put an announcement over the PA for my mum? Mm. Okay. And I, that used to happen, Christ, you know, at least once a month. I must have thought she was a terrible parent. But I, but at that time, people, I think kids had more, they had more independence because, because again, to me, it's, it's the, as soon as someone says, Right, or as soon as, you know, for example, bad people or paedophiles come into the limelight, it's not, it's getting worse, it's getting better, because they're always there then. Okay, but now there's a recognition of it. So that's when it's much safer. When there's a recognition of bad things, it's safer, because they were always they were always there before, but now we recognise them, so people are more aware. Was paedophilia a recognised thing in the, this would have been, what, the 70s, when you were a kid? No, no, and, and it's, it's, it was kind of, it was... It was not the seventies so much, but you're probably walking. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. The seventies, I think, no, because because there was this, there, there was always the vicar school teachers, you know, scout scout masters. Okay, uh, anyone who technically had authority, um, always had, you know, kids were kids and and parents were parents, and there was no sort of equality and. If you misbehaved, whether it's your teacher or you know, or it could be any sort of responsible adult, they'd, they'd happily slap you, really? and, and they might not have been your parents. So there was a, it was a very very. Whereas children now are young adults, they're young, they're, they're young people, they're individuals in their own right. They're not, they're not Sandra's son, okay, mm. or Peter's daughter, okay. It's not like that. But then, what if you went home and told your mum that you, the kid, the, the teacher slapped you? Would she get annoyed? at all no she would have told me off she really why they slapped yeah 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 of course yeah yeah no that was well that what well, if they slapped you you must have deserved it how times have changed you know, once when i was in school you rung the teachers up and had a go at them for making me copy off the whiteboard absolutely copy off the board to me that's not that's not 
that's only because I, I, I had for two years, I had a private tutor because I struggled because I'm dyslexic. Okay, mm. so I had to be taken out of school. And she said, this, this woman, she taught, she was a headmistress all over the world. Okay, and she said, Andrew, if a teacher, I mean, I was, Christ, nine or 10 maybe. He said, if a teacher makes you, ever makes you copy off the blackboard, they're lazy because that's not mm. teaching. And that stuck with me. And I thought, you're right. It's not it's not childcare, you're teaching. You know, yeah. what do you, can you possibly learn by copying something out of a book or off a board? That's just, you're just being a lazy person. Yeah. Well, they'd also make us write stuff from a textbook in our own words. Well, that's that's maybe slightly different. Okay, if you're if you sort of if you're articulating or or you know writing a summary of a story you've read, that's that's well, a little bit different. These were in science lessons, though. I thought that was pointless in a science lesson. I, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of teachers they 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 still operate on that basis that that's okay we can do that but it's not teaching. I mean it's if you did a TED talk, okay, or you went to a TED talk or a lecture, okay, hypothetically Jordan Peterson said, oh by the way, can you start copying off this board? Okay, we wouldn't go again. We'd think it's mental. Yeah, sure. You have to clean your room first, wouldn't you? Clean yeah, you would have to, and make your bed. <laughs> Uh, but then I remember, interesting. I asked for alcohol once when I was very young. I kept asking for drinks of your alcohol, and then one day you just offered it to me, and then I took a sip, and it was disgusting. So I never tried, asked again. So maybe that that was it. Useful, maybe. I was th- alcohol. Actually, you think you think beer, whiskey, lager. Okay. And most wines, okay, unless it's kind of unless it's kind of an alco pop or or a mixed drink like vodka and coke, they taste disgusting. So and 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 we kind of force ourselves to kind of like them. It's I mean, beer tastes like it tastes like gone off leather. No, sorry, like, whiskey tastes like gone off leather. It, it's not. It, it it tastes like like a, a sweaty horse. It's not. But all of a sudden, we kind of programmed ourselves to think, oh no, you know double malt single malt okay that one comes from here it's 13 years old must be brilliant but they don't taste great so to give a child alcohol it's a very easy way to, to put them off it mm. do you actually enjoy the taste of whiskey though because you drink whiskey. uh I, I drink the thing is i drink whiskey and ginger ale but that because it's because it's oh, i've seen high... you drink many a straight whiskey before yeah i i, I think i i but I, I couldn't if you said to me drink whiskey now okay middle of the day I couldn't do that after you've after you've had I don't know a bottle of wine. Okay, then then every all alcohol tastes great. So mm-hmm. I think, and that's why people kind of finish with a whiskey or they finish with okay a brandy or something like that, don't they? Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. But no, it tastes it, it tastes like shit. It's disgusting, isn't it? Horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. It, I mean, it's you just well drink white spirit. It's probably it's probably you know put some I don't know put some coke with white spirit. That probably tastes okay. Well, it tastes so bad. You've got to com- combine it with another drink. Well, it's 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 it fundamentally it's poison, isn't it? You know, our body rejects it. It's not it's not like it's not like I don't know. It's not water. Okay, goes through a certain system. The rest of it gets gets point blank just pumped out. Have you always enjoyed drinking though? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, it's I mean, obviously, when I was when I was much younger. Obviously, I went through the majority of my teenage life being very happy not to drink. But again, I think it's because my parents were kind of so averse to drinking and and 
um, then you kind of, you then think, well, that's something I must do, because obviously it's um, whatever someone tells you not to do, you will definitely do. Mm. So yes. when we say, don't do this, okay, as soon as someone puts them, as soon as they, I don't know, as, as soon as I mustn't do that, okay, that's not good. Okay, apart from maybe stick your hand in the fire, that's pretty good advice, don't do that. Okay, mm -hmm. but but the majority, you know, when someone says you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that, okay, and so on and so on, but a lot of other people are doing it, you think, well, why shouldn't I try it? Yeah. Hmm. But you, you, would you say you had a midlife because your parents pushed you not to do all these things when you then, because then you got married quite quick and had kids quite quick and then you couldn't do those. Do you think when I we were grown up and then me and you started going out together, you did these things more because you didn't do them when you were younger do you think i think i think to some extent but then then there's i think to another extent you know that the whole i mean what what the fuck is a midlife crisis and, and if i've if i've had one i probably had it from the age of 18 so it's because because <laughs> i think ultimately you know i haven't really changed from from which is which is why i guess some people just have they have, and that, I mean, I've, I've met, I've met Christ, fourteen-year-olds who who are just old fucking people, and you think Christ, you're old, you know. Mm -hmm. It is. I've met twenty-five-year-olds who are, who are old people. Then I've met, I've met, you know, sixty-five-year-olds, and you think Christ, you know. I just funnily enough, I saw um, extras uh, last night, the one with David Bowie, and okay, this is obviously. I is mean, it must, no extras, the the Ricky Gervais series. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, and it had David Bowie in it. Okay, David Bay must have been, God, 60. Okay, but just the way he carried himself, you thought, he's a young man. He's just, he's you know, he's naturally just young. Okay, he's always been young. Hmm. So you think some people are just younger? I think some people, some people just, you know, like Peter Pan's whatever, they have, they have... Peter Pan, what, just, what do you mean Peter Pan? Well, Peter Pan's, he's, he's a boy who never grew up, wasn't he? Okay, yeah. Okay, so he's always the same age, so... Peter Pan was probably 140, but he's still in a, he was still trapped in like a 40 year old boy, boy's body or, or whatever. But it Peter was. Pan was doing very different stuff to the stuff you were doing. Well, he, was, he was, again, as a boy's story, he was fighting, he was kind of swashbuckling and fighting grown pirates, wasn't he? So he was doing, yeah. you know, he's doing pretty dangerous stuff. Okay. <laughs> I just don't think it's comparable. <laughs> well, Peter Pan is a children's story legend. He's a mythical story about you that wouldn't be a legendary one. He's a mythical character, isn't he? But, um, but like people so, dress him as Peter Pan for nativity. I don't think people are going to dress up as Andy Hatton Woods for their nativity. Play. No, 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 I'm not saying they are, but it's it's it's, it's actually a phrase. It's, it's, it's when you call I, I understand, when, yeah. when you say, you know, someone's he's, he's like Peter Pan, just never grown up. Because mm. what I thought was, was interesting is, is after we, we did all this stuff, because then we kind of stopped. And then, but then I actually was doing drugs independently for a while. How did you feel about like, almost probably too much? I would say for a few months. And how did you feel think, about that? Because it was always different kind of drugs. Well, well there's. There, there, I think again, I'm digressing, but there's one really, really in, irritating thing that I hear from people, and they say, "Okay, have you got addictive personality?" Well, no. That if I did, then I'd be addicted to sex, coffee, waking up in the morning, not waking up. You'd be addicted to gardening, running. Okay, fucking hell, over golfing, anything. So it's just that makes no sense. It's that the what they're getting is, you know, even 
coffee so caffeine nicotine okay alcohol okay they are well alcohol and cigarettes are the two i mean again don't quote me okay but I think the two most addictive substances on the planet. So, you know, if you smoke for long enough or drink for long enough, you're probably going to get addicted. You know, that's that's a chemical reaction. Okay, with drugs, it's called, they're generally called recreational drugs. And I, I don't believe they are, okay, as addictive as, say, alcohol cigarettes, okay, and chemically, you know, or, or, or scientifically, okay, there's a lot of evidence to show they're not. But I think, again, if you take them long enough, okay, I also look at kind of how much of it's habit and how much of it is addiction because i think again you know for example the majority of people how there are plenty of housewives millions of housewives who start drinking wine at six o'clock in the evening they do a bottle and they won't drink the rest of the day mm-hmm. okay so you sort of get controlled windows where people drink a lot of people go to the gym between five and six and they've done that for years and years and years and trying to, if, you, if they try to stop doing that they'll probably hate it mm-hmm. so i think it, they're called recreational drugs. So as long as you're, as long as you're not, you know, there's a very difference between a fully fledged drug addict, okay, and someone who does drugs once a week, twice a week, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But twice a week is still quite a lot. Like I was it's, probably it, doing it. Like it definitely impacted my life in a big. Well, how often were you doing that? Once or twice a week. Well, twice a week is is. It was, know, MD, it was like, MDMA for the most part. Yeah, but if you're doing it over the whole weekend, then that's completely different. If you're doing it Monday and Tuesday, that's that's a completely different thing too. You know, it's if we do have the weekend and we associate the weekend as having a good time. If you're doing it Sunday and Wednesday, then yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe stop the Wednesday. <laughs> Sunday's the same as Wednesday though, is it not? Well, okay, let's move it to Saturday. Yeah, I was doing it at least once every Friday or Saturday. But I think the main problem was I was working for you at the time and completely well I was pretty useless anyway but I was even more useless because of that and then I'd come in and speak to Jack about how how much drugs I did on the weekend that? Well, yeah it's also again it's it's you know this is this is also completely factual it's who your company is or who you associate with if you if all, you all of a sudden moved into an HMO or, or shared house I live in with, sorry with if you moved into another one mm. okay where they had for for massive for massive coke heads okay you know you either hate it or you'd start taking coke yeah but you'd find it very difficult to to distance yourself from that it's you are you are who your friends are aren't you no i agree with that yeah. no i do i don't think but you went through a phase and and there are there are we'll go through phases so just because yeah. you go through a phase doesn't doesn't mean that that's going to be you for the rest of your life mm. Well, I haven't done drugs in ages now. Couldn't handle it, I don't think, anymore. I do, I, I, do, I do feel too old. Like me and I was talking to someone with my flatmates over there, and we used to, me and Adam and everyone, we used to go out and do all this drugs and stuff. And last week, last time we all saw each other, we um, drank mocktails and played cards. Just a bit tragic, isn't it? Well, it's. Because we're 23, it... we should still, like, this is the, we're not 40. But. But I, I think uh, uh, you, you don't. It's there's there's a billion people on the planet who are Muslims, okay, and they have great weddings, okay, parties, 
without any alcohol at all. So you don't, it, it, it stay, uh, you know, you, you couldn't, if you said to a Muslim, I tell you what, your life must be rubbish because you don't drink whiskey or lager. Okay, they would challenge you and say, that's just not true. We have a fantastic time. So I think the problem is, is culturally, certainly in this country, in the West, okay, we've been indoctrinated with, with every celebration, okay, has to be accompanied by alcohol. Christmas, okay, champagne, okay, you know, Easter, okay, again, you see the champagne on the shelves, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It's, it's, if you go to a party, if you go to a party in the UK, and they didn't have alcohol, you'd think they're mental. Mm. Yeah, would you think it'd be a shit party? Barbecues in the summer, alcohol, okay, you know, dinner's out, alcohol, let's get a bottle of wine, okay, mm. okay, start it with a drink, etc, etc. So, it's strange. Isn't I don't it? think I don't think that's wrong to to not. You know, do you remember well, that you're girl? Not, you're met... not complaining. That's for sure. Well, no, do you remember that girl we met in Cavos? Okay, we just we just sat by the pool in Cavos when you worked in Cavos. I came to see you, and this girl came up and said, and she, I mean, you know, she was she was a really attractive, really bubbly, okay, mm-hmm. girl, and she said she didn't drink. And you think, I remember how, the, how the fuck can you drink in Cavos? And she's with a drinking mate and yeah. have a great time. And and just not drink, but she obviously managed. Yeah, sure, I remember that. And then we bought her a water. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> her water. Well, that's all the questions I have. Anything you you want to add? No, I think we covered just... everything. <laughs> well, there it is, episode one of the Daddy Issues podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world. Episodes are going to be out every Friday. Please join the Patreon for early access and a monthly. Q&A with me and my dad. Much more to come. Thank you so much. Link for everything in the description below. See you next time.